Hello and welcome to Wake Up Take a Minute with Andrea Holman. I hope you are ready to have a wonderful time today learning about my ministry and others who are encouraging you to grow and show love. In a world of noise, it's hard to know who to listen to and who to tune out. Thank you for your bold choice today listening to Wake Up Take a Minute with me, your host, Andrea Holman. Hey y'all, this is Andrea Holman. If you would like to learn more about me, my upcoming music releases, speaking events, songwriting, or podcast that's happening now, please go on over to my website at andreaholman.com or you can visit my Facebook at Official Andrea Holman. There you can get all the latest and greatest. Good morning, and I am so excited to be with you today here on Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. This is Andrea Holman, your hostess, and today I'm going to be speaking to you about who is your defender. I have a funny story. When I was much younger, school age, elementary, I was quite the handful. I was always running, climbing trees, doing everything I shouldn't do. When I was younger at school, If there was any kind of trouble, any issue, any fight going on, I was typically right there in the middle of it or trying to break it up. I was one of those kids who just from an early age had this sense about her that I didn't want other people to get hurt around me. I did not want people who were there who I felt were not able to defend themselves to get hurt while I stood by and watched. So I always would jump into fights. I would always try to break fights up at school, even dog fights. I had a dog at home and if my dog was in the middle of a dog fight, I would be right there in the middle of it trying to get my dog out of the fight and protect her. So I cannot tell you honestly how many phone calls my father received when I was younger that he had to come to the principal's office and pick me up because I had been involved in yet another fight. Usually I was never actually the one who started the fight. However, I did have a couple of people that were my very dear friends, and when they got picked on, guess who came to their aid to defend them? I would fight anybody who made a problem for one of my friends. I was a good friend to have. So my father received many telephone calls from the principal saying, yes sir, it looks like you're going to need to come and pick Andrea up again. She has gotten into another fight. That in my defense, I was raised on a street full of guys. I knew how to handle myself around boys. I think that my father really did not become concerned about my fighting at school too much. Although, of course, he didn't want me to fight. And we had that conversation, you know, and I said, well, if people would stop picking on my friends, I wouldn't have to fight because they would leave my friends alone and it would be fine. But when I started fighting the boys to protect the friends of mine that were guys, that was when my father really started becoming concerned because as I got older, I was still fighting the boys. You would think that they would have learned by then that they should probably stop picking on my friends. Clearly, they were very slow learners. But anyway, I remember the very last fight I actually was in. I was in high school, a senior, and it wasn't a fight that I had started. There was a young man who was a freshman, and the person who was fighting against him was a senior or a junior. I don't know which. The older boy had gotten the younger boy down on the ground and was standing up over top of him. Now, at this point in time, everything was fine. It was a one-on-one fight. They were both standing up, hitting and punching each other. My brother was a boxer and a wrestler. I watched people fight my whole life. It was a fair fight. 
But the moment the freshman fell down on the ground, that really should have been the end of the fight. It was over. The older boy won. It was done. But that's not what happened. The older boy decided to start kicking the younger boy. He kicked him in the stomach, which immediately got my attention because the boy was on the ground defenseless. And then he kicked him in the head. And then he went to kick him in the head again. And as soon as his foot went back, I didn't even know what was happening, but my body was moving forward. I was stepping over the boy and shoving the older boy up against the wall and told him to get out, leave now, run away. He just looked at me in amazement. He could not believe that I was in the middle of this fight and had broken up their fight, especially because I was not a teacher. At that point, everyone starts to disperse. I looked over and started helping the boy on the floor. And of course, our vice principal comes out and he's alerted at that point and says, Andrea, what is going on? So I had to go through the whole process of telling him what had happened. And he said, why did you get involved? And I said, look, it was a fair fight until it wasn't. And when he got him on the ground and he started to kick him, all I could think about was the internal injuries that this boy could get. And then as soon as he took his foot back again, I could tell that he was going to kick him in the head. And I wasn't going to have that. So I immediately stepped over him and got involved in the middle of the fight. He said, you could have been hurt. And I said, no, I wouldn't have been hurt. I would have been okay. I said, I grew up on a street full of guys. I know how to handle myself. It's all good. He said, please don't ever do that again. And I said, well, I will try to stay away from all the fights in the future. He was really glad that I graduated that year of high school and was gone out of his presence because I had been in his office many times busting up fights. So at this point, we move forward to me as a mother now. I have a daughter who just played the first season of basketball. During one of the very last games we had prior to the tournaments this year, she was playing against a team that was pretty good. Unfortunately for her, she was guarding a girl who was a very physical player. And by physical, I mean from the minute she came out in the first period, she was elbowing people on our team immediately. Then Brooklyn guarded her the rest of the game for the most part. I remember thinking if this girl elbows her one more time, I'm probably going to go out on the court at this point. It was ridiculous. The parents around me were all looking at me like, what is going on with this girl? It was just not a good situation. Brooklyn was getting really upset. I could tell she was looking at the referee to try to make a call and he wouldn't make a call. So now we're at halftime. She says to me, mom, she will not stop elbowing me. What am I going to do with her? She just will not stop. And the referee is not calling any calls. I said, look, I said, I get it. I've watched her the whole game. She is very physical. She's a very physical player. I said, so the only thing you can do is really kind of put your elbows up and put them out some in front of you so that you're able to hopefully at least defend or deflect what she's throwing at you. So I said, all you can do is, you know, defend. But she's like, well, if she's elbowing me, can I hit her back? And I said, you know, um, I'm not going to say that you can't elbow her back because if she is doing it to you, she needs to be able to take what she's giving. So if it gets to the point where you can't handle it or she really does hurt you bad once, then yes, go ahead and elbow her back. You know, she's my, my daughter. I'm not going to tell her to not defend herself. I think that you do get to a point where you've kind of taken enough and that's your limit and that's where it stops. 
So I told her if that's what happens, it's okay. Don't worry about it. The ref will eventually figure out what's going on. Or he won't, and you two are just going to have to play the rest of the game and figure out what's going to happen. She's either going to keep hitting you, or when you hit her back, she's going to stop. So we continue in the game. We go back out there, and the girl comes back out. Brooklyn's guarding her again. I tell you what, the girl immediately comes out, and she's elbowing. Brooklyn starts to try to put her elbows up, and then she got distracted, and I yelled at her from the stands elbows out and everybody turned around and looked at me and I said what and they said you can't tell her that and I said why not they said that is just not you know the right thing to tell her to do and I said look I told her to try to defend herself and deflect the hits but if she can't that you know she needs to figure out how she's gonna work with this girl if she's going to elbow her back or if she's gonna just continue to take it so my girl she did not fall far from the tree let me tell you the girl took a swing at her with an elbow and Brooklyn laid into her and that girl she started screaming and yelling and the ref turned his head to look and then the girl took a swing back at Brooklyn and the ref blew his whistle and said hold on hold on he pulled them both over to him and the one girl would not even look at him in the face and he said you all have to stop elbowing each other and the girl said well she did it to me so I'm gonna do it back to her and Brooklyn said she's been doing it the whole game I am not going to let her elbow me again at this point the other team's coach realizing what was going on or maybe he had the whole time went ahead and took the girl out of the game Brooklyn continued to play everything was fine and we actually did win the game but what was pretty funny was at the end of the game all the teams line up and they go to high five each other and say good game good game and Brooklyn went through and she gave everybody a high five the other girl had her hand up to give Brooklyn a high five and then she put it down and and went on by and Brooklyn said she was such a sore loser she didn't even high five me she had such an attitude and I said well you just need to learn that when you have taken enough after you have tried and tried to defend yourself that it's okay for you to take a step to let someone know they're not going to be able to walk all over you now I would like to ask you when we look in the Bible it talks about God he is our defender who is your defender who do you look to to defend you look at all the verses about God being our defender he is he goes before us he fights for us he intercedes for us one of my favorite Bible verses is Exodus 14 14 and it says the Lord will fight for you you need only to be still my problem is that I am ADHD so for me to stand still and wait it's hard So I have a very difficult time when someone pushes a button to remember to stop and be still and wait on God. It's something I struggle with, even though I do want him to be my defender. There are always going to be people in your life who misunderstand you or misunderstand something you say. They're going to criticize you, judge you, or talk bad about you behind your back. You know, when people upset us and they misunderstand us or they intentionally cause a problem for us, we want to reach out and touch someone. But in reality, I have learned through the years that letting people kind of tell on themselves versus me getting involved and pointing it out so other people know the truth is really the way to go. It's so much more rewarding to know that God is going to defend me. In scripture, Romans 12, 19, it says, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Wow. 
I don't want to be in their shoes when they get paid back by God for something that they did. I don't think anybody wants to be in those shoes. You're in a lot of trouble. And believe me, it's not funny. And when I say that it's so much more rewarding, I mean it in the aspect of because it's the better thing. Because I'm not going to handle it as well as God is going to handle it. And I don't want to be in a situation where I do something bad and then I'm the one being judged by God for an offense. There is also another aspect to this. God is our defender. However, I love one of the scriptures that says in the New Testament, Luke 22, 35 through 36, it says, Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you out to preach the good news and you did not have money and a traveler's bag or an extra pair of sandals, did you need anything? No, they replied. But now, he said, take your money and a traveler's bag, and if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. He wanted us to be prepared. There were battles, fights that we were going to have to face along the way, and he knew that. In Luke 22:38, and they were saying to him, O Lord, behold, here are two swords. He said to them, they are enough. He was going to provide. Luke 11:21. when a strong man fully armed guards his own house, his possessions are undisturbed. Psalms 18:34. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. He wants us to be prepared, not only with hiding his word in our heart, he also wants us to train our mind and our hands so that we are equipped for the battle, so that we can fight when we need to, defend when we need to, and wait and be still when we need to be for him to be the defender of us. These are all things that you learn through drawing closer to him and your relationship, he will give you a discernment to understand when you need to use which tactic for your battle. When I'm sharing my life with all of you in the stories that I tell and the things that God kind of brings to my attention, I hope that you can draw something out of it that is either funny to you or touches you or reminds you when you're in the middle of a storm yourself that, hey, maybe I should wait here a minute and just be still or see what's going to happen. It is so much more rewarding to me now as I'm older to watch God work things out because I know he's going to. It may not be always in the way I want it to be, but he is going to work it out. And it may take a lot longer than I would like it to, which usually it does, but he is still going to work it out. He is my defender. He is the one that I could put my hopes in. I know that he is going to protect me and keep me safe in everything that's going to happen. I don't believe that he means for us not to ever defend ourselves, not to ever take precaution, not to ever let people know where they stand with you. I think that as long as you are doing that in the right way and in the right heart and you are being spiritually discerning over the decisions that you're making and the actions you're taking that you're going to be okay. Of course you need to always be focused on God and listening for God for him to give you that guidance. I hope that you've enjoyed your time with me today listening and talking about who's your defender. I certainly have enjoyed my time with you. I pray that something I have said in this time with you today will stick with you and encourage you throughout your week. And as always, be you, because I'm taken. Hello, this is Andrea Holman. You're listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. I wanted to share with you my mission today. My mission is to help others be authentic and grow, to find their wake up, take a minute moment and step out into their purpose. Remember, be you, I'm taken. This 
This episode is sponsored by In His Hands Promotions and Ministries, helping others share their gifts and God's message of love. You can contact them at info.inhishands at gmail.com.